1: It is Tuesday, December 12th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here until 6 o'clock tonight. We're going to open up our text line this hour at 304 396 Talk. That's 304 396 Or if you'd like to engage on X, the app formerly known as Twitter, you can find me there at Paul Swan. We're going to have a ticket giveaway today. I'm going to give you a chance to win tickets to go see the Marshall Thundering Herd, take on UNC Greensboro. That game's coming up on December 16th. I've got a four-pack to give you later on this hour, so be listening for your chance to win. Usually how we do this is either I'm going to ask you something or best text wins, text of the day, usually something like that. Sometimes I will ask you, a specific thing but we might go with best text of the day. So, get your text in now because there's going to be a lot for you to comment on. Obviously, the thing that we should address and start talking about first is that press conference today that Charles Huff, head coach of the Thundering Herd held and he addressed the comments that he made last week. He was quoted by a reporter Regarding quarterback Cam Fancher entering the portal, he said there isn't a lot of money for NIL and the fans hate him. The kid's been miserable. And, of course, the Fancher family came out and said, look, he didn't say any of that stuff. That's not it. That's not true. He didn't say any of that stuff. And for the last several days, there have been fans that have been in an uproar. People have not been happy. They didn't like the comments. There's speculation that, okay, maybe coach should go. This is unbecoming. It puts the thundering herd in a bad light. Badmouths the fans. What are you doing? It's going to hurt recruiting. NIL money, you don't have any. How's that going to help? There's been so much talked about this. And so he addressed it today. We're going to get into that here in the next few minutes with you. And, of course, we're going to hear from Coach Huff all this week, as it is bowl week, by the way. It is bowl week. The Herds getting set for UTSA and the Scooters Coffee Frisco Bowl. The good news is there are, there are some things to talk about this week, but the good news is, is other than players that have entered into the transfer portal And you've seen names come and go all week. You've seen all of that. But no one has just opted out of the game. That's
2: according to Coach Huff earlier today. We have not had anyone um, opt out of the bowl game. I think that speaks to our culture. Um, All of our guys are planning to play. Um, All of our guys have been committed to going down and winning the game. Um, I think that speaks to our culture. I think it speaks to the grit and the grind that our players have. We want to play another game. Um, obviously, there are reasons for guys to sit out of bowl games, you know, whatever that may be, but um, all of our guys are fired up. All of our guys are excited about playing. So
1: his team, the players that have not entered into the transfer portal, they're set to go, and they're going to go play a football game, which is coming up. And we'll have it for you right here on ninety three seven The Dog and ESPN 94.1. At AM nine thirty, we'll hear from Coach Huff in just a few minutes. I want to spend a lot of time on his comments today that he made, and again, he had some interesting things to say about why he made those comments, and he was apologetic about how the comments came out and the impact that they had. So he addressed that head on, took responsibility for it, and of course, the game is coming up in the next few days, and. There's some good news. We won't see the last of Rasheen Ali because he has accepted an invitation to play in the 2024 East-West Shrine Bowl. Good for him. So there's another opportunity for Rasheen Ali to, to rise as far as his stock. Also, Dalton Tucker has accepted an invitation to play in the Hula Bowl. So congratulations to him. A couple of prestigious games, and hopefully that they shine well on those platforms. We do have some bad news today as far as football is concerned. This is according to 24-7 Sports or two four seven Sports. The football game between ECU and Marshall in 2025 has been canceled. So that game has been canceled. Doesn't look like it's going to be made up. Marshall already uh, had to um, had a makeup game it, it owed, so I think this is going to cancel everything out, and I'm disappointed in that only because I think that's one of the opponents that should be on the schedule, and it's not because it's an American team taking on a Sun Belt team, anything like that. Just I like the game. There's a connection between the two programs, you know, we go back to. The plane crash, we go back to that was the final game before the flight home. And their fan base, their athletic department, their players, everybody involved has always been so understanding of the situation in which Marshall found itself. And the programs are bonded in a way. And I would love to see that game continue on a more consistent basis. It means more in football. It's not one of those where, okay, can you get them in basketball? Can you get them in other sports? And that would be cool. But at the same time, I hate the fact that the football series isn't played on a regular basis only because there's such a connection between the two programs, the two fan bases. You You want to get after East Carolina. You want to beat them. But at the same time, they... Are a great f- group of fans. It's a great fan base. And it's a great, I want to call it rivalry because it's really, there's no animosity. It's just, you like getting after those programs. The two programs are bonded. And of course, we're going to open up our text line now at 304 396 Talk, 304 396 From our text line. Coach basically said that he screwed up and, in my opinion, did a good job apologizing for the comments. It was several days late in coming. He screwed up. Let's forgive and let's move on. And if you haven't heard the comments just yet, I'm going to have them for you here in the next moment. We're going to get our break in now so we can do that. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255 is our text line to be on the program today. And don't forget Usually we ask you a question or something as far as our giveaway today. But I think text of the day is going to win again today. Whatever the text of the day may be, we're going to give you a chance to win four tickets to go see the Herd in basketball. Take on UNC Greensboro. That game is set for December 16th. We'll have tickets for you. This hour, if you would like to go, you don't have your tickets just yet, I've got a four-pack waiting for you for our texture of the day, and we'll do that all this week. We've got several other games to get you tickets to as well. So we'll do that, and we will hear from Coach Huff when we continue on this edition of The Drive ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul
0: Swan on ESPN
1: 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're going to hear in just a moment from Coach Huff, his presser earlier this afternoon, regarding the bowl game coaching situation, players in the bowl game. He had a lot to say. We're going to break it all down this week as it is bowl week. We are a week away from the game between UTSA and the Herd and that's coming up. We've got it next week right here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. So before we hear from Coach Huff on his comments that he made last week, let's go back to the text line. A couple of questions. Uh, first up, Texter wants to know is uh you know Ali and Tucker, are they gonna play in the bowl game? Because uh they're in extra games. Are they gonna be in the bowl game? And Yes, they're gonna play. That's the best answer I can give you. Coach Huff said that nobody is staying out, nobody is opting out of the bowl game. And the other thing to keep in mind here is that yeah, you, know, you can play the bowl game and then you can have you know, a game like this. So it's it's okay. You're good. You don't have to, like, choose. It's not one or the other. If you get invited to the East-West Shrine game, the Hula Bowl, you know, the Senior Bowl, you get invited to that. You can go. You It's fine. But they weren't listed or they weren't not listed on the notes. I guess that's what I'm trying to say is going over the game notes earlier. There he was on the on the, the sheet, Rasheen Ali. So I don't anticipate anyone stepping away from the bowl game. If they haven't left Marshall in the transfer portal, they're playing in the game. So I think we're going to be fine on that. And remember, Coach Huff earlier said, if you didn't hear that, I'll play it one more time, Coach Huff said that no one has opted out of the
2: bowl game. We have not had anyone um, opt out of the bowl game. I think that speaks to our culture. Um, All of our guys are planning to play. Um, All of our guys have been committed to going down and winning the game um I think that speaks to our culture I think it speaks to the grit and the grind that our players have we want to play another game That's coach off they want to play another game and of course why
1: wouldn't you want to go to play another game right the last time that these guys are going to be together in this combination of course some players have already left the transfer portal but yeah you know, the core group is still together and so that does speak volumes about the football team the players that have stayed and not entered the transfer portal They all want to play the game. Nobody is stepping away because they want to play. And I get that is uh, rare these days, and it's good to hear. Now, let's really talk about what Coach said today. Let me take you back to last week. So last week, Cam Fancher enters the transfer portal. Coach Huff was asked, what do you think? Were you surprised by this? What's the reason here? And Coach was quoted as saying, there isn't a lot of money for NIL, and the fans hate him. The kid has been miserable. And so Fancher's family fires back. No, he didn't say that stuff. He didn't say he's been miserable. He didn't say the fans hate him. None of that came from Cam Fancher. And so Marshall football has been radio silent on this. And part of that, because Coach Huff has been out recruiting, part of that has been there hasn't been a scheduled presser until today. And so there hasn't been a real opportunity for us to get together with Coach Huff and talk to him. And before a question could be asked, Coach came out, And he addressed it head on instead of avoiding it or waiting for it to come up. He came out and he apologized for those comments regarding Cam Fancher.
2: Interesting week for Marshall uh, Athletics. Um, Let me address the situation at hand first. Um, In all sincerity, um, I want to apologize for my remarks being uh, misinterpreted. Um, Last week, um, I was asked a question by a reporter. Um, And I inserted opinion over facts um, about a situation, um, which ultimately uh, created a little bit of a sandstorm. Um, It was truly based on my opinion of a small minority of fans, and I actually generalized an entire fan base, um, and that was wrong. I take full responsibility for that. That was not my intent. My conversation was more in a general term. It was obviously implied but not um, – or misinterpreted is probably a better way to say it, and I apologize to anyone that I offended. Um, I was not speaking of the overwhelming majority of fans who do support, who do donate, who do cheer, who do get frustrated when we don't win but also encourage our players also um, – continue to support in a positive manner. So
1: Coach Huff, tackling it head on, apologizing, wanted to make that clear right off the bat. He was not speaking toward the majority of fans. And he
2: explained, as he continued his statement, he explained why he made those comments. I was speaking more out of frustration towards a small minority of fans, same group of fans that Owen Porter addressed after the game. Um, I love those fans too, um, but it's difficult for me um, to see them um, attack our players. Um, I've, I've got to be more mature than that and focus more on the majority of fans that do support, do cheer. Um, but but it, it, it does it, – it frustrates me, not because – the people don't care, not because um, people don't get upset, but because these kids work way too hard um, to get booed. They work way too hard to be disrespected. They work way too hard for derogatory comments. Criticism is part of the game. I fully understand that. They do it every day on ESPN for hours and hours and hours. Um, kid, player, coach doesn't catch a ball. Come on, you got to catch that ball. We need that catch. Um you know, he doesn't catch well because he's dropped three. That's that's great. But when you start talking about death threats and family threats and racial slurs and those type of things, I struggle. I struggle with that. And I know it's a very, very small minority. And um, I apologize to the majority of fans who do actually support even when we don't play well, even when we don't execute, even when we don't win games that we should win, all of those things. So um, I take full responsibility for the comment. I take full responsibility for the misinterpretation. I take full responsibility for anyone I offended, and I apologize. I really do.
1: Coach off apologizing. Do you feel like that it was an apology? Do you feel that was good enough of an apology? Back to our text line, our texter says, I don't think that's much of an apology from the coach. He apologized for being misinterpreted, not for what he said. That's kind of a a half apology. What do you think? you think he's apologizing because it got misinterpreted? He's not apologizing for what he said. He's apologizing for it got misinterpreted. Well, he continues. Before you, you judge fully, before you do the, anything, he continues. He said he never wanted to imply that Cam Fancher said those things.
2: I never intended, never stated um, that Cam Fancher said any of those things. That's not what I was trying to say. Cam Fancher did not say he hates the fans. Cam Fancher did not say he left because of the fans. It was my personal opinion over what I was seeing, hearing, reading for an entire year. That That's all it was. Cam Fancher has done nothing but show up every day bust his tail, play injured, play hurt, battle his way through, play well, improve the whole nine. And I hope, just like the locker room, I had the same conversation with the team on Monday when we got back. Um, I hope the locker room and Cam knows that the only thing I've done this year is support them wholeheartedly. Um, and I think I think they know that. Uh, we had a couple players come up and say, Coach, appreciate you for doing that. We know your heart is. But, again, I I stand in a much greater light. I stand in a much greater position. I've got to be more uh, wise and choiceful with my words because they do carry a lot of weight. Um, So, with that, I I take full responsibility for the comments. I apologize to those I may have offended. Um, Hopefully, the majority of the fans know me um, and know that my commitment not only to this university but this community um, goes deeper than one frustrated conversation. uh, so you can boo me one extra time um, this weekend or uh, when when you guys get a chance.
1: And, of course, you can boo him now if you'd like. Our text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. If you need to, get it out of your system. Go ahead. I'll take those texts. And, of course, if you think he's sincere, I want to hear from you as well. Did it ring true what he said? Was it sincere? Do you feel that? He made a mistake. He maybe misspoke. We've all misspoken. You can go back and listen to the entire archives of my career. I've misspoken, I'm sure, several times. And I will continue to make mistakes and misspeak. I have to be conscious of what I say and how I say it on a daily basis because I know I'm on a platform that reaches a lot of people. And so I have to be careful. It's in my DNA. No, I'm not going to be perfect. And honestly, I try to be, but I know I'm not going to be perfect. Coach makes a comment to a reporter. He felt comfortable making the comment to the reporter. And it got quoted. And it came out, as Coach was saying, that Cam hates it here. Cam's miserable. We don't have any NIL money. And fans believed that to be an attack on the fans. Also, didn't like the fact that you're trying to recruit, you're trying to build this program, and then you're saying these things. So you know, how are you going to recruit if players are miserable here? There's no money for them. There's no NIL money. And how are you going to be able to recruit? That's going to hurt recruiting texter says if there have been death threats they should have been seriously investigated and i agree with that 100 anytime there's a death threat on social media or any other way it should be reported and investigated now i understand that you get mad sometimes at maybe mad's not the best word let me let me see if i can i can say it in a way that I'll use his words, frustrated. You get frustrated, right? We all get mad and frustrated. You're rooting for the team. You want the team to win. It's it's a passion of yours. You enjoy the game of football. You enjoy the thundering herd. You love the school. There's a connection. You have a connection with the school. And so when Marshall's not doing well, you're disappointed, you're mad. Sure, I'll use mad. I'll say it. Mad. You're mad. You're frustrated. You want to see the university do better. You don't think maybe Marshall's living up to its potential. Whatever the whatever the emotion is, whatever the feeling is. So you, you get upset, and I think sometimes we forget collectively that there are youngsters on this team, there are young men on this team, and maybe Coach isn't doing the best job this week. Or maybe the players aren't doing the best job this week. And I get that. I understand. And so you want coach to make changes. Coach, get better players. Coach, draw up better plays. If that player would catch the ball, play better. And I get all of that. I understand. And that's fine. And that's fair criticism. And I'm not going to tell you not to ever say that. If you think that Cam Fancher is not the guy for martial football, I'm good with you saying that. I understand. You should say that. You should express yourself. I'm okay with it. I don't get upset with that. I might agree with you. I might disagree with you. And that's the thing. It's cool. It's good. We can do that. We can disagree. We can agree. It's all fine. But back to the texter's point, if there was a death threat, now that's crossing some lines here. You don't wish players harm. You don't wish a player to die for your amusement because a quarterback threw an interception and cost the game, all of a sudden you want that player dead? Absolutely, that's crossing the line. There's no place for that. There's no reason for that, no justification for that whatsoever. And so if that sort of stuff happened, it should be investigated. It should be reported. Because I can sincerely say I don't think anyone listening would want that or thinks that way. You you might not like me. You might want me off the air, but you don't want me dead. And you might not like the quarterback. You don't want the quarterback dead. I, I think we can all agree that if there's something like that, it should be investigated. It should be something that is taken seriously. But I, I haven't seen it. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but I haven't seen it. And I haven't heard about that. So if it has happened, it should be investigated. And if somebody is making comments and threats like that, they definitely need to have a little conversation with the authorities. Back to our text line. Texter says the herd is in a bowl game, and many teams not so fortunate would love to have had the Frisco Bowl invitation. Fans, be happy that we can watch our herd one last time and stop looking for reasons to be negative. We have no promise of tomorrow. Enjoy what we have today. I mean, that's the thing. If you enjoy martial football, there's another game. If you enjoy watching martial football, you have another opportunity. Now, is it the best game possible? I don't know. I haven't ranked all the bowls. I haven't, I haven't seen all the games yet, so I can't tell you if it's going to be the best one or the worst one. But it's a bowl invitation. The sponsor seems really into it, and that's cool. Maybe they'll make this game bigger. Marshall's playing a respectable, quality opponent. Is it a sexy opponent? No, but it's a quality opponent. And so Marshall has an opportunity to finish the season on a high note. And the other thing is the Herds getting the opportunity to get more reps, more practice, the players that have not entered the transfer portal, the players that will return next year, Cole Pennington, for example, getting more opportunity to practice, reps, game plan. It's going to be beneficial in the long run for the Thundering Herd. That's why Marshall football was so successful over the years because, Marshall in the one A playoffs were able to practice so much. The Herd, being in the championship game almost every year, Marshall got more reps than almost any other team on a consistent basis. No wonder Marshall was so good because Marshall found success and then was able to build upon that success and build upon that success. Now, it's it's apples and oranges. Everyone's getting a bowl game now. Here's the thing. You don't get a bowl game Now. Now we got to talk about where your program's at. If you got a bowl game, at least you got that to, to look at and say, "Okay, might not have been the best season, but hey, we we did get a bowl game, so we can build off of that." I mean, think about the programs that never get bowl games or, or haven't been in bowls for years. Marshall has been in a bowl game on a consistent basis, and so that's something to be proud of. You can't win them all, but there is that expectation, and that's a good expectation. It's a healthy expectation because you you want to be successful. Marshall has had a history of being successful in bowl games, and so you want that to continue. You don't want to take that for granted. Let's get more of your text in, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Thanks for being a part of today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to our Tuesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're streaming WRBC.com and on our app. You can get that at the website. Quick check of the streaming map today. We've got listeners in New York, New Jersey. Appreciate all of you checking in today. We've got listeners in Virginia checking in. Shout out to Hamlin. I see you on the map. Interesting. We also have listeners today in Kansas, and we've also have listeners in Washington. Thanks for all listening here today on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, and on our streaming app. Let's go back to our text line. We're talking about Coach Huff, his apology today regarding comments he made last week to a reporter. It's Cassidy Wood, not a reporter. It's Cassidy Wood, Channel 13 Sports, just to give her the uh, the credit on this. But that's how he addressed it. He made a comment to a reporter last week. This was regarding Cam banter and he apologized for it, and he explained why, and I think it's mixed right now as far as the reaction is concerned. Texter writes in and says, I think his apology was sincere. However, he can't take back what he said, and that's true. Texter goes on to say, even if it was out of frustration, however, only way to change the narrative now is to win. Get us to championship-level football. Coach, that's what, why you make the big bucks. I mean, got a point. He gets paid a lot more money than I do. He's probably the highest paid employee on the payroll. You make the big bucks, big things are expected out of you. They don't pay you for six and six. They don't pay you for six and six. And eventually they won't pay you at all if that's what you are able to bring to the table. And it's maybe not a fair business, but it is a business. This isn't, hey, did you graduate all your players? Yes, okay, that's great. Yeah, did you did you turn them into fine young men? Yes, that's great. Okay. Did you get us to a bowl game? Okay, yeah, okay, you did that. Uh, did we win a championship? No, we didn't do that. All right. Um, when's the last time we won a championship? We haven't won a championship in a while. All right, well, um, get to a point. That's not going to be good enough. All the other stuff is kind of expected. You're expected to graduate your players. You're expected to turn them into uh, young men. You're expected to do all that. It's the, okay, now did you win enough games and did you get us to a championship? Did you win a conference championship? Did you win a bowl game? You know, all of that, that's on top of that, as the you is saying. Uh, That's what you're there to do. All that other stuff is stuff that you should already be doing standard. It's the extra stuff, like, I don't know, winning championships, winning football games. That's, unfortunately, the metric. He could be the uh, best person to have for grooming these young men, for making sure that they graduate, that they get their education, that they have a future, and all of that is expected. But then you look at his record and you go, but, and so it's the next person that comes in. Okay, you do all this and then get us to a bowl game, get us to a championship. That's kind of the metric. And he knows that going in. He's not... Oblivious to that. Texter writes in and says, I think fans were truly more upset with the play calling than the players. I think that's a fair statement. Honestly, I think that's a fair statement. Now, I will qualify this by saying, and it's all anecdotal, it's only my sampling size. It's not the entire body of fans, my sampling size. But there were a lot of frustrated people that I would talk to about Cam Fancher and his performance. But on top of that, Clint Trickett and his performance as a coach, Charles Huff, his performance as a coach, play calling. And now Coach talked about some corrections or more or less they're they're making some changes, some adjustments. They've hired some new people. They can't get into all the details just yet. We'll cover more of that this week. But the thing that Marshall can talk about is a new hire in Seth Daigie. Now, he's going to be the offensive coordinator, and Coach was able to talk about him today.
2: But we were able to hire um, Seth Daigie um, as a new offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. Um, Obviously, Seth is... Played the game at a really high level. He played for uh, Coach Mike Leach, last coordinate, last quarterback to play for Coach Mike Leach at Texas Tech that has not become a coordinator yet. That's kind of the, the trend. All of his quarterbacks um, have transitioned into coordinator roles. Um, he was the last one. He was the tight end coach um, at Purdue prior to here. He's had stops at Ole Miss where kind of some of the stuff that we do kind of cross with Coach Kiffin's um, system, kind of the – former Alabama system Um, he's also been at USC with Graham Harrell so that's the resume
1: you all knew that he was able to talk about him today now the one question that's come up a lot
2: about Deji is is he going to be coaching at the bowl game coach gave us a definitive answer Um, he will not be coaching anything in the bowl game actually he's only been to practice like twice he is hell-bent spent right now on recruiting um, so he's only been out there like twice, but everything else he's been recruiting, transfer portal, trying to get to know the the high school guys that we have committed um, on the phones with different um, transfer guys. Obviously, this period that we're in right now, we're doing official visits. It's kind of like speed dating. One kid come in, one kid go out, one kid come in, one kid go out. So um, he will not have any responsibilities at the bowl game. He will be at the bowl game because I want him to get around the players as much as possible. Um, but he won't have any coaching responsibilities um, on game day. So there you have
1: it. That's kind of what the hiring situation looks like right now. And as soon as coach talked about this today, there are a lot of people that are, they're being checked out the background check, you know, that's gotta be a thing now. HR has got to get involved. All of that stuff. It, It used to be, hey, we're hiring this person, and then, uh, yeah, we didn't know about that. So you got to go through all all of the formalities before you can talk about more of the hires. But hopefully this is a fresh start for the program, a continuation of what Coach Huff is trying to build, but at the same time, a fresh start. And let's be honest, you haven't been— and if I'm wrong, let me know. You haven't been excited with the way that the offense has been run. I think that's a fair statement. You have not been excited by anything you know, that has been over the past couple of seasons. And so, and I hear that again, and all of it, take it with a grain of salt. But what I do hear from fans and talking to you, is that it's not exciting. It's not fun. I don't enjoy it. It's boring. And Coach's job is to win games. But I think, to be fair, winning games is the most important thing. But right after that is making sure the fans are entertained and they want to come see you win games. It's, it's not just go out and win games. Nope. Seven, nothing. We won. It's not that it's okay. Are we winning games? Is it exciting? Is the atmosphere fun? Is the game day something I want to be a part of? All of that comes into play. And if it was just clinical, 7-0, 7 nothing would get the job done. We played outstanding defense. We got one touchdown. We're good. We won the game. Fans don't want that. Fans still, I think, want that air raid, right? Some sort of variation. You want Chad Pennington throwing at the Randy Moss. You want that kind of excitement or some variation of that. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That is our text line. You can be a part of the program today. More coming up on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment for today's edition of the show. I'm your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of it. Our text line continues to be 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. We're going to have a hard time today picking a winner. We are giving you an opportunity all this week to win tickets to go see the Thundering Herd in action at the Cam Anderson Center. Our game today is the matchup on the 16th against UNC Greensboro. And I'll give a lucky winner four tickets after the show. So if you have texted in, thanks for doing that. And you're going to be in the hunt for one of those uh, four packs. So that's today. We'll have more tomorrow. Let's go back to the text line. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. From our text line, Paul, you hit the nail on the head. The offense that Huff promised in his introductory presser, was a return to playing exciting offense. And that's a fair criticism because the fans expect an exciting brand of football. That's what Marshall fans are craving. And that's fine. That's understandable because you're used to seeing that style of play. It was fun. Marshall was successful. Now you have to evolve over time. You have to make sure you're continuing to to do the things that are going to keep you moving forward. You can't just run the same old plays. You can't go look at the playbook that Coach Pruitt had and go, okay, we're going to run this, and we're going to be just as successful as Coach Pruitt. Times have changed. Personnel have changed. Defenses have changed. You have to be a little bit more creative schematically. You know, There's a lot that goes into it. I'm not going to sit here and be able to – honestly, with a straight face, say, you know, here, here's what you need to do, Coach off Let me draw it out for you. Let me, let me write it down. Let me scratch it out for you. I'm not going to be able to do that and have a, a straight face and have credibility. He's the coach. I'm a radio commentator in this role. I am, am someone talking about what they do. It hasn't been exciting, and hopefully it will be, and hopefully you will see more of that offensive style that – a lot of people are craving, but you still want to win the game. So sometimes you take that 7 nothing clunker, and sometimes you get that 40, 50-point offensive output. You just got to find the happy medium, the balance between, okay, we're going to play good, solid, fundamental football. It's going to be exciting, but we're going to play. We're going to play to win, so that means we're going to do what it takes to win. If that means you got to run the ball a little bit more, so be it. I, I'm a big fan of the run game, but you set the pass up with the run, right? Isn't isn't that what has always been said? You set the passing game up with a good running attack. Hopefully, there are changes being made that is going to make fans happy and Marshall's going to win football games. I think that's what everyone's looking for. Exciting brand of football come out on a Saturday night, see an exciting brand of football, winning football. And that'll make everybody happy. Winning fixes everything. End of story. Winning fixes everything. If Marshall's winning, and I'm talking about Marshall winning, and talking about Marshall success, then you're happy with Coach Huff, you're happy with me, you're happy. It fixes everything. Unfortunately... Right now, it's been at least a fairly entertaining journey this season. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pick someone from our text line today, and I'm going to give you a shot at the tickets. If you don't take them, then the next person I will give them to. Texter says, "Uh, I'm going to resubmit my text as Jaden continues to receive all American awards. I'll donate the tickets to the fundraiser at Sugarwood Saturday for the employees at Creekside. Ooh, now you're tempting me. Now you're tempting me. All right, we'll see. We'll see if that happens. And of course, if you don't win today, I'll give you another shot tomorrow we're giving away four pack of tickets to go see the herd take on UNC Greensboro. That's coming up on December 16th. So there you go. Back to the text line 304 396 talk, 304 396 8255. It looks like a uh, texture said herd football was synonymous with exciting offense long before Pennington to Moss. Hey, I was a student at Marshall University when Michael Payton was there. Michael Payton won the Walter Payton Award. That's the 1AA version of the Heisman. And Marshall had an exciting offense then. And Marshall ran the ball as well. So it wasn't just Pennington to Moss. And I think sometimes Jim Donnan is undervalued as a football coach for the Marshall Thundering Herd. I'm not taking anything away from Bob Pruitt. I'm just saying the guy before him did a fantastic job as well. He came in and he changed the culture. He came from a big-time program. Didn't like how things were being run. So tried to put that in place. And then Bob Pruitt comes in and builds on that foundation. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for being a part. And that's going to do it here on ESPN 94.1 at AM 930. Yes, Tony Peterson. John Gregory, yes, yes, I remember those names.
0: Retransmitting on Glorious FM on 94.1 W227BS Huntington. This is 930 WRVC Huntington, celebrating 100 years of broadcasting.